0: I tell you what caught me there, man. Zeta Reticuli. Yes. What's your What's your take on Zeta Reticuli? Uh,
1: Zeta Reticuli, right?
0: It's uh... It's about (laughs) 38,000 light years away. Yeah,
1: there's a lot of things about that 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 system. There's a lot, you know. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, uh, it's uh, (laughs) a I don't know where to begin.
2: (laughs) Ooh.
0: Hi everyone. Uh, I'm excited to come back uh, to this topic again because. Back in season one, I had a two-parter with this guy, remember him, Ignatius Bong, and we were talking about everything extraterrestrial, and then I realized, hey, a lot of you guys actually like that topic, and so, the Chris Hansen Conversation have decided to start a series, a few series of different topics, and this one is now going to be called UFO Reveal Asia or Euphora for short. And the reason why we want to do this is because we want to bring more awareness about the UFO UAP phenomena to Asia in English medium because none of you guys are really doing it. And so we want to be the ones to bring this across to Asia. And so today, for the first of our Euphora series, I have back with me, and I said this in the last episode concerning this topic with Douglas Anderson, and uh, this gentleman couldn't be here with me then because he was taken ill, but he is here and back in studio at CCB TV for this particular episode, and we have conferred him, and I'm going to say this officially right now since he's with me, we have conferred Ignatius Bong as CCB TV's official ufologist, and welcome back, Bong.
1: Oh, thank you so much for the honor. I'm deeply touched. <laughs>
0: Especially over there, when I get anal probe. <laughs> well, <Thank> I, you. <laughs> I I have not prepared a plaque for you yet uh, to put yeah, it up. Yeah. Oh, though we should, we should have one. Show, I'm trying to design something in 3D print. You know, yeah, that great. looks like an anal probe Yeah, anal probe. Hand, yeah, 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 holding my hand. <laughs>
1: yeah, man. <laughs> okay, but uh hello everyone. uh, uh Welcome back to this uh, very important topic. uh uh Since we started uh, mentioning about certain of these flying objects, uh, I think it caught some public uh, awareness uh, and especially attention uh, because it is something that, as we mentioned in our previous series, uh, something that is not really delivered much on social media or on any podcast, especially in this Asia-Pacific region. So we hope to trailblaze and be the only one, the original one, to be able to do this.
0: Oh yeah. Well, I hope that continues. But you know how, how people can be bloody copycats. Huh? Yes, of course. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Anyway, we're going to talk about today, Bong. What is it we're going to be talking about today? You got some things lined up for us.
1: Okay. So, um, the last season, uh, which you should follow, but if you have not, please look through that. Uh, but for this time round, we are just going to go into a very, uh, important topics that has happened recently. Uh, as the time of this recording, it is now 2023. Okay, so actually it's in August 2023. But uh, something happened in the, in, in the United States on July the 26th. So we're going to talk about this topic and then we're going to bring you through and link it to the other important topics. So what are these topics? Uh? Okay, first and foremost, uh, we are going to talk about the United States House Committee on Oversight and Accountability. Uh, I know it's a very long word. Okay, that means it's the US government. They made a hearing on a whistleblower. His name is David Grush. So he made some outstanding allegations and outstanding stories, and he brought it up to uh, to Congress. And there was a hearing, a two-hour-plus hearing. And we feel that in Asia, we should actually um, make this better known to those who are actually watching it and who are unaware that this happened. Mm-hmm. right? And then once that is done, based on this topic of his uh, whistleblowing uh, content, we're going into the Roswell incident okay and then we go into Majestic 12 a set of documents and a set of people who are running an investigation and then uh, lastly we will flow into a disclosure discussion okay yeah
0: okay wow that's going to be heavy. Uh, anyway, you do know, Bong, this is the moment that we really have to dig, uh, dig deep and dive into that rabbit into the rabbit holes yes. for each of this topic. We can't really just be skimming it. Yeah. Um, okay, so which one do you want to start off with? You want to start off with the US Congressional
1: Hearing? Okay, yeah, but before I begin, uh, yeah. I would also like to mention that Chris Hansen... It's also very well-versed in this topic. <laughs> yeah, he's very well. I think he's more well-versed than me. So he should be the ufologist. Uh, <laughs> the chief ufologist. Uh, right? You need, yeah, need
0: a bigger anal probe. <laughs>
1: yeah, his, his content is very strong. So uh, uh, he has a lot to share as well uh, as we go along. So you will actually hear more of of, uh, of uh, the stories behind the, the accusations or whatever. Mm-hmm. I will just generally give the factual what has happened. So I'll start with the U.S. House Committee on Oversight and Accountability. Right. So basically, um, uh, what happened was uh, in 2017. Correct me if I'm wrong. If the date is wrong, uh, the New York Times. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. They had the New York Times. It's something like a very serious newspaper. They will not put up anything that is uh, non factual yeah. or hearsay. Yeah. So they made an announcement that they, the United, States... respectable paper. Yeah, respectable paper. Mm-hmm. United States government actually has a black budget uh, program mm-hmm. to investigate United, uh, I mean, uh, UAPs, right? So UAPs, in case you're wondering what are UAPs and what are UFOs, they are basically the same thing, right? <laughs> I prefer to use the word UFO because I'm an old man, but uh, for the younger generation, say UAP because it is a very political statement that they want to make, okay? And it has changed the definition of what UAP means quite a few times because they're not very sure. Okay, right. So uh, it's basically something to do unidentified, aerial phenomena.
0: Phenomena. It could also be unidentified anomalous phenomena. Uh, Yes. So they can play with the the A in UAP. Yes, correct. Yeah.
1: Yeah, So the idea is basically, could it be weather-based? Could it be something to do with geographical uh, geology or something? Not geology, I mean the atmospheric pressures that Mm -hmm. you see, Mm -hmm. or really something unidentified. Very Mm -hmm. clever of them, you know, salesmen. So uh, David Grush was one whistleblower who came up and, uh, uh, sorry, uh, coming back to the story first. So, when the New York Times released that information, uh, there was also a release of three videos. Yeah. yeah. So, these yep. three videos became famous around the world uh, because they were released by the Pentagon and they were stated to be true. So, that took uh, everybody by surprise. Firstly, we thought that the US government didn't actually acknowledge. acknowledge about this kind of things. Secondly, they actually took video footage. The video footage is very important because they had uh, technology inside that video that means they were shot by the planes by radar and other uh, sources like satellite i i, I don't know where the satellite i or, think it was
0: uh in cockpit video recording uh, in cockpit yeah yes, yes. i've got one video that uh kai i hope you got it ready uh the tic tac video um this one is the one that happened in um the one with fravor you know one of the three whistleblowers, in case you guys don't know, is a guy besides David Grush. There's yeah. this guy named Fravor. He yeah. was a commander for the squadron uh, on board uh, uh, um, a carrier. It wasn't a Nimitz group. Uh, this is the this is the one outside of the Nimitz group. Yes. So Fravor uh, chased after this object. Yeah, do, you, do you have no, There you go. <laughs>
3: pilots from the USS Nimitz flying super hornets encountered an aerial object that was described as 40 feet long and shaped like a a tic-tac the The object flying a random pattern appearing at 80,000 feet and then dove to 20,000 feet at incredible speed the radar controller at the nearby USS Princeton, Princeton was able to follow the alien aircraft for a few minutes before disappearing.
0: Yeah, okay, I take it back. It was not Fravers. Fravor was in San Diego, if I'm not mistaken. This is from Nimitz. Nimitz. Yeah, this is from the one at Nimitz, yeah.
1: Yeah, so So. Uh, uh, following up on what Chris has mentioned, his name was David Fravor. He's a retired U.S. Navy commander. So they were on exercise uh uh, off the coast of uh, America, where these ships started coming, these tic tac ships started flying mm-hmm. in, and uh, he was asked to investigate. He and a co fighter pilot, so um, they spotted a white object uh, that was around two o four, okay, and then these objects were hovering, hovering. Sorry, above their jets. So uh, when on upon closer inspection, he said there were no visible rotors wings or exhaust coming up. It was ascending and approaching his fighter fighter jet. Now, uh, the thing is that why this also is important, because the testimony came from a pilot. So a fighter pilot is very observant, he's very sharp, especially in defense uh, circles. And trained. And, and trained. Yeah, he's trained to spot things that are not uh, a thing. So he says that this uh, UFO vanished and appeared a few seconds later. But this time it was spotted 60 miles away. So within a matter of seconds, it flew off sixty miles away. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so he said that the technology he f- they faced was very superior than anything that they had. So they actually went to chase this uh, uh, tic tac, but they couldn't. They couldn't actually catch up with it, and it was just it just went off. So again, it was not. It was just reported internally, but it was not brought up to the public. Yeah, but uh, the, pe- the what's important is is that the Pentagon
0: uh, decided to, for some whatever strange reason you think, mm. to release this publicly for Amer- not just to the Americans, but the rest of the, rest of us, mm. the whole world. Yeah. I mean, right now they've admitted that we don't know what these things are, though they said that, yeah. but they're not denying anything, and they release these videos. <laughs> So I think that's, that alone in itself is pretty remarkable.
1: Yeah, correct. There yeah. Are, uh, c- Certain theories why they are doing that. They are basically re- releasing information to the public mm. on these topics in drips and draps. Yeah. In very small pieces for people to absorb. Yeah. Uh, the reason being very uh, obvious is that uh, if I were to tell you something that will rock your social circle, your life, uh, it will create quite a bit of panic. Yeah. For example, I give you a case which we just experienced, which was COVID. When mm. we first had COVID, it was very frightening because we didn't know what it was. Yeah. It actually caused a lot of panic. One of them, like in Singapore, very famous, they go and buy toilet papers. <laughs> It's not just Singapore, man. This is a fucking buying yeah. toilet papers is
0: a worldwide phenomenon, yeah. man. I mean, it's a joke, you know, but, but you, you can
1: see people rushing to the supermarkets to buy food and to stock up. Yeah. And, it's become a study in sociology right now. I yeah, can tell you that yeah, much. Yeah, correct. And yeah. it's just one bacteria or, okay, one kind of a, uh, what they call it, a virus. <laughs> imagine if I were to tell you there's somebody aliens coming in. They're going to kill you and blah, blah, blah. You can imagine a mass panic.
0: Yeah. yeah, I yeah. know. I think, the, I think the worry that these people have uh, is because there's going to be a lot of crises. There's going to be an economic crisis because the fossil fuel industry is going to be in trouble. Why? I mean, as we get along, as we go along with your topic, there's going to be more and more information about that. The reason why there could be just, you know, uh, an economic crisis and panic. And besides that, there will also be a challenge and crises for theology. Yes, correct. You know, across all kinds, all faces in the world, you know, uh, uh, there'll be a lot of questions. Yes, that yeah. that the world population will be asking. You know, and I don't know whether or not. I think that over the years and you know all these decades, like seventy plus eighty years of cover-ups and deception, um, uh, could just as likely be because they they feel that people are not ready. Yeah, correct. Right, yeah. and they cannot afford to have. Uh, uh, uh economy is you know really hitting rock bottom because the fossil
1: fuel industry is just going to be impacted yes correct yeah. that's right yeah why fossil fuel because uh there's basically talk that uh, an alternative energy will be provided so that means they don't use fossil fuel as, anymore, and, we and can, it's free. It's free, yeah. So that will have a big impact. And what is, as Chris mentioned, yes, uh, theology. That means religion-wise, mm-hmm. you know, all the major religions in the world will have to sort of uh, scramble, scramble because uh, they have not functioned in this particular, uh, you know, external external intrusion into their. A belief system yeah and I think when we look at we look at free
0: energy is this is exotic technology mm-hmm. if let's say one day really the aliens do come. Right? In full view of everyone, yeah? Yeah. I mean, they're just going to come down right over your capital cities and get so low and hover there. Yeah. And they're not going to. Nobody can say that, oh, no, no, that's rubbish. You know, you can't deny that anymore. Let's say that day happens. That's complete first contact. Where, as far as the world is concerned, that's first contact. Yes. Where the first contact has occurred 60, 70 years ago, we wouldn't know, right? Yes, correct. But let's say on the hypothesis, it's fun to just think about this. These guys come and then. If they're not uh, uh, malevolent, if they're benevolent, hopefully... Yeah, mm. they share technology with us. Mm. They're going to give us free energy, man. Yeah, I mean, r- look, right now we know we heard about this thing called Element One Fifteen. Yeah, correct. Okay, yes. yeah. I'm not going to go into that right now because we're gonna. I'm going to leave it to you to lead the way. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Saying right. too much, talking too much. Uh, yeah. Please. Yeah, correct. Yeah. yeah.
1: So, um, but that that's a very quite a good background for us to, uh, because that's where we're coming on for today's topic yeah. about uh, also uh, disclosure. Huh? If you are to disclose, what is going to happen? But we come back to this—the uh, first one, which is the uh, House Committee on Oversight. Right. So basically, um, what happened was uh, three retired military veterans testified at a House hearing mm-hmm. on these UFO projects, uh, UFO sightings, warning that the sightings are a national security problem and the government had been too secretive about them. So the hearing is the latest push by lawmakers or so in the the US, intelligence officials and some military personnel uh, to sort of look into this uh, platform, uh, into this problem on a national platform, which is the US platform. Mm -hmm. So uh, a bipartisan group. That means for those who do not know about politics in US, they're basically Republicans and Democrats. So it is a very rare opportunity where both groups get together to sort of agree and investigate a topic. Like yeah, it's this. rare, man. It's you rare. have these
0: two parties coming together and working together working on together, the topic. On uh, the topic. Uh, these guys are doing it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, it all started with David Grush, uh, mm. who is a former Air Force major. So, he was asked to lead a government task force on UAP. He's, He's a in, decorated soldier. Decorated soldier as well yeah. in 2019. So, um, he and uh, US Navy pilots have actually reported about 650 instances of flying objects moving in all manners uh, mm-hmm. in the United States airspace uh, mm-hmm. uh, that defy conventional aeronautics, uh, aeronautics uh, yeah. uh, physics. Yeah. So he claims under oath because he has to go under oath to swear in front of the Senate when they're doing the investigation to give his testimony uh, that the United States military has decades been in possession of the remains of crashed uaps or mm-hmm. ufos and has long been working trying hard to reverse engineer them mm. with this intelligent technology we bring it back to our base and with third party companies and what second party whatever and then try to reverse engineer so uh he made it clear that um th- he did not actually see any of this but he heard from a lot of our uh, witnesses Basically, he took down testimonies of witnesses. testimonies of witnesses. Uh, yeah. of witnesses and uh, that was his basis right. of, uh, of uh, coming out. But uh, he did give them, he could, he will provide Congress with more information in uh, what do you call that? Uh, that special room. A skiff. And, a skiff. It's called yeah. a skiff. Yeah. Uh, a skiff is a kind of room. Uh, it's like a glass, uh, from my understanding. You walk inside, it's like a glass room. And around it, there are speakers blasting, uh, not music, but humming sound. So, so they, that there's no no one can hack into no it. No one can hack it and the, you can't actually uh, put, yeah. uh, the microphone can't pick it up. So but, yeah. Bong,
0: the mm-hmm. fucking problem is is that <laughs> when the, Congress, <laughs> Congress themselves have said it, you know, on camera, uh, right, right, that the only areas and places where they can get a skiff, which is a soundproof room, mm-hmm. devoid of any anyone being able to pry into that because that's meant to take private, secret conversations and testimonies mm-hmm. Are actually offered by the Pentagon. Yeah. <laughs> and the Pentagon's been giving them the runaround and giving them a fucking skiff. Yes. Can you imagine? Yes. Correct. They're
1: giving Congress the runaround. Yeah, correct. You know? correct. Yeah. yeah. So uh, one of the uh, persons hating it from Congress yeah. is a Republican. We- Republican senator. Yeah, uh, his name is Tim Bruchette. Yeah, yeah. So he's so angry with them. Yeah, right? because uh, they've given them a run around. Because before this committee was done this hearing, which was done live on national TV as well, uh, they gave him a run around. Yeah, yeah, over there. So he was very pleased and he was saying, "We are the government. We tell you what to do, not you." Yeah. not do. just that. They were also saying that their security clearance is pretty high. You know, mm. they will even stop
0: at an air base by the commander of the air base mm-hmm. who refused them entry. Yes, correct. Yeah. I mean,
1: it's remarkable, man. I yeah. mean, these people are Congress. Yes, correct. Yeah, so the historical part about this thing is that now this, uh like we mentioned in season one, people who talk about UFOs are crazy. Now they say, no, you're not crazy, actually. You are encouraged to come <laughs> and tell us. So the narrative has changed. Oh, yeah. All right. And this has brought up a lot of questions like what, how we started today's uh, session which is why are they doing this? I, I, From my personal point of view mm-hmm. uh, the senators and this congress they have seen a lot mm-hmm. that was not disclosed, disclosed to the public right. they actually seen a lot and they are now devising a strategy to bring this information out to the public very right. slowly Right. like uh, by first making sure that this is a serious topic and we are listening to you right. through a whistleblower program mm-hmm. and then from there I slowly drips and draps Release information about this uh, aliens. So, it's like
0: about, weaning the people into this
1: topic. Yeah, yeah, weaning weaning the whole population of Earth into this topic. Right. Uh, because there are talks. Uh, actually, a lot of uh, hearsay and there's a lot of chatter. Quite quite strong chatter mm-hmm. that in the year 2027 there will be a major contact event. Holy <laughs> really shit balls. Yeah. This is where <laughs> I think this
0: is the part where we have to play this video, man. Yeah. Um. um uh, Kai. Oh, you, you know this? which one, right? You have this video. Yeah, Ramirez. That's cool. it. Ramirez. Um, we're,
3: we're kind of preparing the, the U.S. population at least, and uh, by extension, the world population, and to that reality that there is something, there is a presence here, and that we need to explain this presence. Because if they show up, and we continue to do what we did before, previous decades, and they show up, there will be mass panic. But if you understand that though, these are real, and we have five years from 2022, or maybe now four years, uh, if they come in 2027, uh, for for the U.S. government to prepare the people about what is up there. And in many ways, I think uh, the word got out uh, within the government that they're showing up in 2027. They are. We better be prepared. And and if not, there's going to be a lot of explaining to do. Um, And so I think that dialogue has happened within... uh, inside the government in certain areas inside the government that we need to prepare and that's why in 2017 uh that set a clock of 10 years and why lou elizondo uh earlier in this year said you know just find a hobby for five years <laughs> and uh you know it'll all you out in five years and he said that this year so that was 2027 huh. and i would say i've heard 2027 in a kind of an official capacity that i can't reveal So I think um, I I would say that people in the government are aware of something happening and that there's limited time, uh, a few more years, to prepare the people. And that's what's ramping up uh, this acceleration uh, from the previous seven decades of not even acknowledging it to now we, we are acknowledging it at a faster and faster pace.
0: Can you imagine, man? I mean, okay, first of all, credit to Ella Bain. Thank you very much for sharing that on your Facebook. <coughs> Excuse me. Man, I, I, you know, the reason why I got a big glass of water because this whole damn thing is so heavy, man. <laughs> um, I mean, look at what this guy said, Ramirez. Yeah, yeah. And Ramirez is quite popular, you know. I mean, uh, we all know he's ex-CIA, those mm. people who are in the ufology circle. Mm. And for him to say that he cannot reveal an official source yeah. that told him Twenty twenty seven, some big shits. It's gonna happen. Going to happen. Yes, that thing about what I said earlier about having uh, UFOs coming down and hovering like you know over our capital cities and you they're not moving. Yeah, <laughs> good, grief,
1: good grief, dude. Yeah, that's the thing, is Because uh, uh, as I mentioned, that's a very good uh, clip that you yeah. have there. Yeah. Um, I also notice is the ex CIA. Yeah. So in order for them. The ex-CIA or any government officials in the world, uh, if you want to say something like that, you got to get clearance. Yeah, you cannot just say oh, I want to say base uh, blah blah blah. Like Grush, Grush had to get clearance yeah. as well. Didn't yeah. you? They yeah, they give the they actually gave you the clearance without mentioning names or events. So that means something is correct, you know. Yeah. yeah but I mean, of course, uh, you know, they give you the clearance to say 2027. Yeah. Uh, for example, but I, that that's how I look at it. Yeah. But and he makes sense in the way that um the way the story the narrative of this UFO uh through decades long yeah. is coming. up. It's like a ten-year program started in 2017.
0: We know that yeah. because we just saw the videos of the tic tac. Yeah. That was released to the New York Times by the Pentagon in 2017. Yes, correct. <laughs> then now we have Ramirez saying that. Look, man, it's like a 10-year campaign. Yeah, 2027, 20, 2027 is the year. Yeah. But coming back to the point about you said clearances, people like Ramirez, people like Isaac Grush had to get clearance, right? Mm-hmm. He was very careful throughout the entire hearing. Mm, yes, Where he said, I cannot mention that here. It's classified. I cannot mention it here. We're going to talk in the skiff. I will give you the information then, mm. including names and lists, of uh, third-party contractors, contractors yeah. the military-industrial yeah. complex—who yeah. mm. uh, are these people? Uh, the people who who whistle Who are they? I will give it to you, but only in the skiff, mm. right? Yeah. Um, and uh, well, though he was given the green light to reveal certain information, what happened after the hearing was that somewhat some some group of people, some agency, perhaps tried to smear him yeah, over his correct. medical records. Yes, correct. Yeah, right? But the thing is, is that, yeah, he admitted I got PTSD. So what?
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Correct. Yes. Right? And, but it, people are trying to smear him. Yeah. So I don't know whether or not this goes
1: further and deeper than his bosses. Mm-hmm. True. They are basically um, critics in the United States. Uh, no, I'm are, saying uh, deep state, man. Uh, I don't <laughs> know. I'm saying shadow, uh, shadow government. Shadow I don't government, know. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just yeah. saying. Yeah because, uh, the the general story is that uh, uh it's very hard to keep something so secret for so long. Yeah. Okay, that's the first reason, huh? Yeah. Okay, there, there's some logic to that. How can you keep it secret for 70 years? Number one. Number two is that um it's what David Grush is doing is just repeating stories that we have already uh, heard in the circle yeah, for years exactly, and years. Yeah. He's just bringing it out so it's yeah. something fresh, yeah. okay? Publicity stunt, whatever, uh, so that people will know and realize. But this story is not new. Yeah, if, uh, this UFO uh, thing, uh, for those who are watching for the very first time, is not a new phenomenon. It has happened for many, many years. Yeah, right. So uh, we have uh, even records, uh, from maybe hundreds of years back. Yeah, yeah, you know. So, so this is nothing new. So he's just maybe just saying the same thing over again, but uh, in another format. Right. right, and then also, um, you can either embrace it as the definitive truth, or to be uh, to be balanced in your view, yep. You can dismiss it out. Yeah, uh, yeah, you know. So, <laughs> so these are a few things that, uh, as a listener and so as a viewer of this uh, show, uh, but it what we have done basically is to uh, inform you that such things has happened, uh, and they are actually uh, looking into it. But how successful they are and how deep this uh, content will go, we will have to wait and see. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Right. So we're talking as we are talking about uh, crash sites. I think maybe some of you may be wondering. No I never crashed before. I've never heard of this uh, incident of a flying saucer crashing. Okay, is their technology is so strong? How can they crash? Mm-hmm. But actually, there was a crash. Okay, there was, uh, my assumption. Uh, okay, but um, some people say no, some people say yes. But uh, the very famous one, if you watch the X-Files, if you watch a lot of UFO uh, or science fiction movies, yep, right, yep. everything you watch, like, right, they were mentioned about this incident called the Roswell Incident.
0: There's even a TV show, TV series called uh, Roswell. Uh, Roswell, correct, yeah. yeah.
1: right. So it's a big thing. So the Roswell Incident, basically, uh, what happened was uh, the July of 1947. Okay, you must imagine, huh? July 1947 is just very close to the end of World War II, right? So there was still a lot of tension uh, or surveillance uh, because the war has ended but people has not yet uh, deemed uh, the world as a safe place yet because they still got military stuff everywhere. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So there was uh, uh, army airfield personnel who issued a press release announcing possession of a flying disc. Right. Okay, so that means that they recovered a metallic stuff. So... Uh, I think it was after that uh, a day or two later they retracted the story and they said it was just a metallic and rubber debris mm-hmm. from a military balloon.
0: Oh, a weather balloon.
1: A weather balloon. Yeah. So of course 1947 we don't have social media we don't have nothing we only have this uh, story coming out in the Roswell Ranch which is basically a newspaper belonging to that state a small town. Yeah. So nobody has heard I said oh, okay that's rubbish blah blah blah. blah. So uh, what happened was uh it again uh sort of came into public view many years later 1978 mm-hmm. okay what was what happened was that there was a ufologist this is a real one not me i uh, just be it one this is a <laughs> engineer i think he's a engineer or some physics scientist or something his name is stanton freeman right nuclear uh, physicist a nuclear physicist yeah yeah right. correct, correct correct so you know his his credentials are great so it's stanton freeman so he actually had an interview with a, a retired lieutenant colonel in 1978, Jesse Marcel. So in that interview, Marcel revealed that the weather balloon cover-up was a story just to divert the public's public's attention. Right. Um, the debris he speculated came from an extraterrestrial origin, and then he gave a lot of reasons why. You know. So um, that's the then that's, that how he blew up this whole thing called the Roswell Incident from the 1978 book that Stanton Friedman wrote. So uh, it became very, very, very um, big in the world. Right. And and now we have this sort of called urban legend that has happened. Right. Okay, I use a very safe term urban legends because I don't just go and oh, this is a thing. That's it, you know. Because we try to be biased and balanced in our views, uh, over for CCB TV, because we are a good channel, we are a well-researched channel. We do not jump the gun and say things that are just hearsay. But we will give and balance out the views to you. Yeah, and people, have, you people have got to decide for
0: yourselves whether or not what you're listening is is true or you know or not yes that's and your call to make but we're not saying that it is and we're not saying that it's not
1: yes and please subscribe below just click on the link and subscribe <laughs> and of course spread the word around yeah because it's very unusual for uh, in Asia to have such a uh, topic top, discussed topic discussed yeah, yeah correct yeah. yeah so back to sorry <laughs> for the advertisement
3: <laughs> so thank back, you for the advertisement so coming
1: back to uh, this uh, Roswell incident yeah so the uh, the by his testimony, he came out with a lot of complex theories, and right. then, uh he went to actually do more investigation. In he tried to get all those people who were, who were there present, the military personnel, the nurses, right. the secretaries, uh-huh. uh, even the farmers, right. and, and all of them sort of supported his statement. Okay, so, so, so they, they corroborated the corroborated, story. yes, corroborated the yeah. story. So uh, that's why uh, in the story still stands very strong mm-hmm. yeah that they, they recovered a crash disc right so when David Grush spoke to uh, the Senate uh, in July last month this was the first thing that hit many people's hit the Ross World incident right yeah so
0: which which brings me to this bit here because I think you know what David Grush has done and together with Graves and and uh, f- Fravor the three whistleblowers so far give, uh, who were witnesses and give, given the testimonies to Congress be- besides those are recent times but I think if we go a little further back uh, what people have discovered like people like Stanton Friedman uh, people like uh, Bill Moore mm-hmm. you know uh, what they discovered about about how serious the American government began to actually take uh, the the UFO phenomena uh, which they denied and mm-hmm. they've denied for 70 years, yeah. right? Uh, but we know that they've been serious because of this document called DMJ-12. Mm-hmm. It's actually a microfish mm-hmm. yes. received from an anonymous sender yeah. to film producer and UFO researcher Jamie Shendera mm-hmm. in the 1980s. Mm-hmm. Yes. And Shendera was actually in collaboration uh, with Stanton Friedman and ufologist Bill Moore. Mm-hmm. Right, on a potential documentary project on Roswell, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um. So, this document actually showcased twelve important people, not just from the intelligence and military community, mm-hmm. but also from the private, commercial contractor community. Yes, and that's 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 kind of. Kinda serious, you know. Yeah.
1: And signed off by
0: Harry Truman. Yes. Correct. Yeah.
1: So these are known as the Majestic Twelve, yep. or the MJ Twelve Group. Yes. Right. And there was a, a purportedly document that came out from there. Um, that has all their names on it and mm-hmm. then the signature of Harry Truman yes uh, th- and he
0: actually it. admitted this mm. to his then Secretary of Defense James Forrestal mm, that's right so he did admit it that look listen there is this group called MJ-12 yeah is there is this? The, the, is there still a group MJ-12 today um, we don't know probably yeah. not but there may be a different group right now overseeing this entire campaign yes correct you know yeah, yeah. interestingly Bong even in case you don't know the Brits the British mm-hmm. also have a kind of similar arrangement. Mm-hmm. Uh, somewhere in World War II, it was suggested that an intergovernmental agreement was made mm-hmm. uh, before MJ 12. I see. Between Churchill and Eisenhower. Mm-hmm. Over the fact that Churchill was concerned that UFOs, to him, they were real. And that they had better not make it public because it'd be too much for people to handle during time of war. Mm-hmm. And, it could, and he also said it could change religious beliefs and destroy the church. Mm-hmm. So the Brits, I mean, allegedly, could also have something going on where that's concerned between them and the US government. Yeah.
1: Actually, uh, to be very honest, mm. I think every country has one. <laughs> <laughs> Whether it is emitted or not, uh, uh-huh. okay. Uh, uh, so I'm going to say something now very controversial. Sure. Yeah, but of course, it's nothing offensive. Yep. Okay. Uh, because I saw uh, a video of uh, the MH370 when they had a press conference. Yeah. Right? So uh, the defense person was explaining the plane over Penang. So yeah. on a satellite dish. Right. Right? He says he saw an unknown op. All they could say, I saw a dot and an unknown op. Okay. So when question, they cannot give an answer.
2: Okay.
0: Right.
1: So that is uh, an aside. Okay. Just but I'm just trying to say that we have military people looking uh-huh. at satellites all right. the time in defense of their airspace. Radar. Radar. Yeah, right. Okay. So they have a. Of course, they a very simple thing is just they will lock down what they see. Yeah. And then um, of course, now that the topic is is quite big in the US. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of government intelligence people are also preparing. I mean, in I a way, start a committee, a small one one two member thing
0: yeah. and they just try to but move. you do know Bong I mean end of the day there's some, there, there are also whack jobs out there right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we we be with this, this bunch of dingbats sometimes I've, I've seen some of these one or two YouTube videos you know of some other people YouTubers who, who came up with this story about MH370 yeah. I mean I, I, I think that that's really too much speculation that's concerned man yeah, yeah, I mean sure. I, I don't know you know yeah. like why would they do this if they wanted to take uh, an airline, and let's say you know UT yeah. for example, yeah. hypothetically, if they want, they want to take anything, they they, they they would have done it a long time ago. Correct, you know right. why? Why this particular yeah. flight?
1: Because I was just struck at that press conference when that uh, Malaysian Defence Minister or Defence uh, Attaché or yeah. Defence Person, yeah. he said we saw a blob, but we cannot identify. Did he really yeah. say that? Was, he it, that, is yes. it, was it, it in was, camera, man? It's, it was on camera in front of the press. Really? Yeah, the whole is just zooming in oh, on this topic. Holy yeah. shit, man. I, I, did, it, I must have missed out that one. Yeah, that, yeah, one. that, that oh. was a very catchy thing. It was just very fast. But you could actually see. But
0: nobody picked up on it or, or nobody, hopped on it. Nobody no hopped
1: on it because at that time, you know. Wow. Uh, I mean, of course, we will not use wow. these kind of things to speculate. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, the idea of, of me mentioning that yeah. you know, is just basically that Sometimes things happen. Yeah, uh, the military will have to keep track of what is happening. Yeah. yeah,
0: well, it's so strange, man. Every time you think about Singaporeans and or people in Asia, they always seem to think that this shit doesn't happen any and you know in Asia. But I, I've discovered a couple of things, though. In case mm. you didn't know, there are there are lesser known UFO crashes in the world outside of the US. Yes. but one interesting one that was in the US that I gotta say actually happened in Nebraska in Dundee County mm. in on June 6, 1884.
1: Wow, that's a long time ago.
0: Way <laughs> before Roswell, you know. Yeah. You know, and and this thing crashed and some men approached it. Some of them actually got actually died uh of burns mm. uh because the heat was so bad coming out of, emitted out from the uh this craft that mm-hmm. they that they that they were approaching, yeah. you know? And this was way back when, and it was reported in the Nebraska Nugget newspaper. Mm, I see. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, sorry, one of the witnesses would suffer intense burns from getting too close to the to the craft. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it, they said, what's interesting was when they tried to move it, they were shocked at how remarkably light it was, even though the exterior was a strong uh, unknown metal
1: at the mm-hmm. time. Yes, yeah, true, true. Yeah. Yeah. So sometimes reports like that uh, are interesting especially the older ones just mm. like some photography of uh, photographs of uh, flying saucers. Right. Um, I always like to trust uh, when I advise people who are into this topic pick up the oldest one 1945, 1946, 1950 plus because sometimes those images are true. That means you can prove them whether to be real or not. Mm. Uh, if you just say I take a, a new photograph now uh, there's an alien above Temponis, huh? uh Sorry. <laughs> a UFO above Tampines. <laughs> never- that Oh, wow, you know all Photoshop is so clear everything's okay. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So, so sometimes uh, what investigators do or ufologists they will try to study the craft, the dimension of the craft by using these very old uh, black and white uh, pictures. You know there,
0: there, there in Singapore, right? Uh, I found that there were six incidences mm. uh, reports of UFO sightings. Well, wow, that's interesting. 1944. Okay. 1947. Wow. 1952 if I'm not mistaken. And 1954 or 55. Wow. The most interesting one was the one that was in 1976. 76? Uh, yeah, okay. That one's interesting because it was, uh, I think, the, sh- the it was a Japanese vessel off our shores uh, and it was called the Shinjumaru, if I'm not mistaken. And witnesses on that ship said that there was a craft that skimmed the wave and shot off into the sky. Wow. Uh, And the one in 1947 was spotted by a British sergeant, Mm. a soldier. Mm -hmm. And he was describing this craft that was sputtering out. Uh, It was moving erratically. And it was sputtering stuff out of its butt, just like the one you saw in Bedok South. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And surprisingly, there was another witness in Johor Bahru that saw the same thing. I see. On the same day. Wow. Yeah. Cool. So uh, I found this particular uh, a space online where uh, l- everything is basically located there for you to check on. Oh, very good. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> so I, I went to search in Singapore and I found all these. It was pretty remarkable, man. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Because
1: sometimes um, reports like that get lost. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. You know, yeah, I just get lost because but it's interesting to hear that. This is the first time hearing it. <laughs> yeah. So the true ufologist, ladies and gentlemen, oh, put no, your no, hands no, no. together.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. I've got good sources as well, you know. <laughs> yeah. But you know, now that we're on the topic of M G twelve. I mean you want to go back to Roswell and go on with M G twelve. uh M G twelve. Okay. And just in case you didn't know also, after M G twelve, there was another interesting document that came about. Years later. Years later. To Stephen Greer. Oh, yeah, correct, Dr. Stephen Greer, right? Yeah. Yeah. A bit polarizing figure, as you mentioned earlier before in the last episode. Yeah. Uh, And a lot of ufologists actually think the same way about him. Yeah. Um, Dr. Stephen Greer is the founder of the Close Encounters 5 group. CE5. CE5. And these guys actually somehow able to call out these UAPs or UFOs to appear. Yes. Through meditation. True. Yeah. Uh, You guys should Check it out. I mean, I think it's on Netflix. Yeah. Uh, And uh, he received, Stephen Greer, documents from an anonymous sender, same just like MD-12, right, anonymous, in the mail about this project called Project Aquarius.
2: Mm,
0: Okay. Okay, I don't know if, if, I'm sure you heard of it. I heard of it, yeah. Uh, So, Project Aquarius apparently, allegedly, supposedly, is a US government's top secret UFO monitoring initiative. And this was during the Eisenhower administration. Mm-hmm. And the objective is to glean over the maximum scientific and technological information from any alien spacecraft. Mm-hmm. In particular, now this is where it gets hot. It reported the existence of an ET, an ET being known as EBE. E-B-E which allegedly survived the Roswell crash and taken to a military facility. EB uh, is short for Extraterrestrial Biological Entity, which we know in the recent Congress, how David Grush reported these, he calls them, non-human biological biological entities. entities. There you go. It's been going around. I mean, look look at Project Aquarius, right? That's what Stephen Greer attests Mm. to the alleged document that he received, right? Mm. And E.B., now this is where it gets even hotter. E.B., the creature, the alien being, (laughs) came from the Zeta Reticuli star system. Mm -hmm. Now, he survived... It survived. She survived. I don't know what the hell to call it, but I think the sexist, genderless. Survived until June 18, 1952, where he died of an un—he, she, whatever—died of an unknown disease. Now, I tell you what caught me there, man. Zeta Reticuli. Yes. What's your What's your take on Zeta Reticuli? Uh,
1: Zeta Reticuli, right? It's. Uh... It's
0: about 38,000 <laughs> there, light years away. Yeah, I think.
1: there's a lot of things about that. That yeah. yeah, system, yeah, there's a lot, you know. Exactly. It. Yeah, so uh, uh, it's a... <laughs> I don't know where to begin. <laughs> but I, when I first heard of this uh, Zeta reticular, uh-huh. that was back in the 1970s. Uh, I saw a documentary. Right. Uh, the documentary was uh, was based on the story of uh, Chariots of the Gods. Oh, yeah, right? okay. So it was a documentary about uh, UFOs. So they mentioned that these people came from Zetai. Zeta Zeta Reticuli Reticuli. Zeta Reticuli yeah so it hit me what a funny name it starts with a Z you know that kind of thing but I know it's linked to many things maybe you can (laughs) you have the honour I don't know whether or not these are quacks man but you know it's so damn
0: interesting yeah It's a star system. It's a star system. uh, And in that star system, these people are really, really advanced, right? This race of people. We call them, they are known to the people in the UFO circle as the talls, Mm -hmm. right? We also know that based on some abductees' stories that they claim when they were abducted, there's usually the short little fellas we call the The greys. Yeah. Now, the greys are... Apparently, grown out of a petri dish, so to speak, uh, they are uh, like biological robots. That's right, built by the tolls Yes, because the tolls can't take our dimension or our or our gravity is too dense for them. So they send these guys out. Mm-hmm. But back in Zeta Reticuli, in that star system, they were at war with the, the Gray Race. Mm-hmm. And I think we, this, I mean, there's this, this, this uh, you know, I think they, 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 they sort of probably won the, that conflict, the tolls, mm-hmm. and they took some of the grace and, and then they replicated them for their use. Yes. Right. But they, and what is, with, what some of the abductees were saying is that these guys, the tolls, they're not malevolent to us they are benevolent. They're not out here to give us trouble. Mm-hmm. But they are concerned mm-hmm. about the state of our world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They're here merely as observers, I think. Yeah. So this guy, this poor E.B. came. It's a tall or, sh- or, or short one. I don't know which one. Really, I'm not sure. That came from Zeta Reticuli. And funny enough, you remember uh, this name, Travis Walton? Yeah, Travis Walton, the famous abduct—the abductee yeah. mm-hmm. uh, who was a forestry worker, right? Yes, correct. He was abducted for five days, and mm. and he didn't really—I mean, under hypnosis, he he realized what happened to him. Yeah, um, very famous story. And Travis Walton also said that the people that took him came from Zeta Reticuli, mm-hmm.
1: uh, but they are—they seem more human. Yeah. I do not know whether uh I, I can't recall the facts, uh, Betty and Barney Hill. Mm. Right? I think they do come from that place as well. Also, right? Yeah. Yeah, there right. we go. So so there is a common thread about these people mm. coming in. Yeah. Um uh, like what Chris has said, it's a very good uh I mean if you just go back a bit your video and you listen to him, uh you can pick up a lot of things, right? These are what you call uh um, biological being, beings, another word for aliens, uh, you know, a nicer term, mm-hmm. bi- biological beings that are here. So there are basically a few. Uh, some of these ufologists in the U- US have studied them through what they call uh, abduction series or, or abduction stories. Mm-hmm. And they find out that there are actually a few races that are actually on earth or are already here. I mean, they are on earth, uh, but some are really living with us. You know there are stories like that, so it's another topic for another day yeah. because it's very big, yeah. uh, another big topic. Yeah. Yeah. So coming back to the crash of this uh, Roswell. Uh, Roswell. We had the Majestic Twelve group that was mm-hmm. released a mm-hmm. document. I think through a microfilm put inside a letterbox. They took it out and they went to check. So the the what happened was that the uh, Majestic Twelve letter or that. Page a few pages uh, was put up to scrutiny. A lot of people had a lot of arguments in the UFO circle. Some saying that it's rubbish, uh, it is not, it's nothing, it's just a piece of a document that is out to uh, lie to the community. Another group of people say it's real. So the standard Friedman says it's real analysis. So they put uh, the letter actually into a lot of uh, research and try to get the head and tail of it. So until now, it is still. Majestic 12 as it is, uh, there is no conclusion as to whether that letter is real or not. But uh, it did come from a certain period of time. So, talking about crashes, uh, because we were just touching a bit about Roswell, all this that we have mentioned, I guess maybe you can read up or do more investigation on on your own. But we also have a very interesting character out of all this that came out. He was born in uh, 1959. He's an American businessman and conspiracy theorists, or whatever, he says that he is a reverse engineer from Area 51. His name is Bob Lazar. So Bob Lazar is very, uh, is a very interesting character because he actually uh, purports that he has examined alien craft and read US government briefing documents that describe alien involvement in human affairs over the past 10,000 years. So his claims brought additional public attention to Area 51 because that's where he worked and that's how he started. Area 51, blah, blah, blah. And uh, he has a, a following of supporters and detractors but he has uh, no evidence given yet uh, as to all things that he has done. But Bob Lazar is one of those links again to this thing about crash sources that David Grush has mentioned at the Senate uh, to the Senate Committee. He's one of those uh, interesting uh, topics that is linked to that. So, um, for those of you who are not very sure who this guy is, uh, perhaps, again, you can look online to who, find out who this Bob Lazar is.
0: Well, you know, uh, just to add on a little bit more about Bob Lazar, let me just add some sugar and spice to the story All about right, this okay, guy. Yes. This is a guy that that actually fit, who was able to fit a jet engine to his Honda. <laughs> and he drives to work every day in a jet engine With a jet engine <laughs> <laughs> and because of that right he got so famous that the uh, military recruited him to work at, at area 51 uh-huh. now the, well allegedly again we let's let's link area 51 to roswell mm-hmm. right yeah allegedly the crashed down aircraft was brought over to area 51 mm. yeah and then Bob Lazar attests, like David Grush in the whistleblowers, that there has been reverse engineering, as mm-hmm. you said. Mm-hmm. Now, let me just tell you what Bob Lazar said himself. Yeah, Apparently, the fuel to fly these craft come from an element called element 115. Mm-hmm. This does not exist in our known table of elements. Yes. It is exotic technology. Yes, Element One Fifteen is said to be able to bend or fold space-time, and is fuel for electromagnetism, antimatter, and anti-gravity propulsion. Mm-hmm. Now it's interesting because he really went and drew out this whole schematic. Yeah, where you have uh, what's it called now? Anti-gravity. What's the word for it? Antigravity. Uh, they are like th- three engines, right? Three, looks like, you know, rods sticking mm-hmm. out. Yeah. And what it does is that it can work independently. Um, it actually, uh, with Element 115, it manipulates...
1: Space-time. Space-time, correct.
0: Yeah? yeah. And it ensures that there's anti-gravity. The skin of the sea's craft must be like a waveguide for high-frequency magnetic radiation that becomes like an anti-gravity effect mm-hmm. or anti-graviton effect where you can negate uh, gravity in your surrounding area and be weightless. Yeah. So the whole craft with these things, right, that's pointing down, will generate a sort of a field... Around the entire craft. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting is because a few people have said this, that where ET is concerned and where this technology is concerned, space-time, any point in space-time anywhere, it is exactly the same.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: All right? Yeah. So what, is this, what does this mean? If we see uh, UFO zipping from one, one spot to the next and then to the next, it is virtually impossible. But are they really moving? Uh Theory has it; it doesn't.
1: Yeah, the bending time.
0: <laughs> they're bending is, yeah. time, so okay. Right now, we're bending time. We see time there. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the next few seconds, uh, we want to be there, mm-hmm. and so therefore, I'm there. Yeah. At not speed of light, but at the speed of thought, mm-hmm. because they're saying that the way to pilot these craft is via. Extrasensory Perceptions via ESP.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. So, Bob Lazar has said all these things, you know. It is absolutely fascinating. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's so fucking fascinating. And he says that the uh, there's no need for too much energy for extreme maneuvers. Mm-hmm. So, basically, it's just a tiny bit of energy that you need. Yeah. Uh, and that the skin is like fabric to the touch. Very tough and durable. Uh, and there's some, even something resembling gold threads, but weighs nothing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's 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 a kind of alloy we just cannot understand. Yeah. And lastly, there's a sphere in the like the size of a basketball in the center of the craft. Yeah, this is this is the main thing uh, that 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 moves the spacecraft. It's like the engine; it drops down when weight is added inside the craft. So if you step into it, whoop. Mm. It becomes weightless. When you step in, this fear drops down, and then you become weightless, yeah. right? Um So the craft will start to rise, and when there's weight applied inside the craft. Wow. Yeah.
1: yeah, so yeah. that's what
0: Bob Lazar has said. It's
1: ridiculous, man. It's crazy. Yeah, You want to buy a flying saucer to look for Chris? Oh, sh- <laughs> <laughs> he says all the specs, so, uh, so you can build you one. <laughs> man, I yeah. tell you. So Bob Lazar again it's another uh, polarizing force in the uh, UFO community yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he has been around for a long time but again there has a lot of people who want to shoot him down uh, by saying about talking about his uh, his Selling illegal chemicals, uh, and then uh, he <laughs> was involved, convicted in nineteen ninety for a prostitution ring, blah blah. blah. So well, well, they tried to uh, screw him over. Basically. Uh, screw him yeah. over, yeah. yeah. So this is a uh, the, the natural progression of how certain things happen. Mm-hmm. You know, if you if you reveal too much. So therefore, this uh, uh, case in point is actually very educational for people who are listening in. Those who already know these topics. You'll find that it's nothing new. Yeah. But if you're listening to this for the very first time, <laughs> you will open your eyes and open your ears. <laughs> yeah, because we try to be very balanced. We try to give as much. But we yeah. most of the time we try to skim the topic, yeah. and then we don't go really quite deep inside due to yeah. time factor. Yeah. But it is quite a a, a big thing, so. After all this is done, once we have the uh, the congressional hearings, it keeps going on. More people, more people are involved, and then we have the history of the Roswell and uh, Majestic Twelve documents, mm. and then we have uh, characters like Bob Lazar and other uh, alien abduction uh, sort of uh, testimonies given by people. Right, the next thing will come which is the disclosure oh. events, right? So th- what's the meaning of disclosure? Now, disclosure means, okay, I admit, let's have all the Prime Ministers and Presidents of the world in the United Nations admit to the world, we are being visited. They are going to come. Blah, blah, blah. So uh, be prepared. We are not alone. So that's why we call disclosure. Whatever you have heard all these 80 years, 100 years, it is true. So how do we actually... Uh, deal with that that, deal with that now I come from where I come from which is uh, the island of Singapore which is very small if you go to the man on the street here when you talk about these topics uh, I think a mere 1% will understand the 99% they don't know because it is really out of their realm they have never heard of it they have never been inside uh, the topic before because they're all in a very safe zone so I I, I would say maybe we are a reflection the country is a reflection of many other societies in the world Mm-hmm. Where, where such a topic it never actually crossed their mind but yep. if it were to come it would be a very big, big shock to the system big shock to the system because some people don't even know what are greys, what mm. are aliens what are flying saucers they, they, I mean unfortunately yeah. yeah they're not learning enough because of their life they're, they're more interested in I guess making a buck a living the same goes for the U.S. The recent congressional hearing, uh, only about 5% of the U.S. population were interested. Really? Yeah, the residents are like, oh, okay, there's nothing. Uh, okay, well, let's move on. Mm. So the major newspapers, uh, they didn't. They just write in passing there was this thing, but they didn't really pay much attention mm-hmm. and blow it up. And this is something big in the history of mankind. It didn't happen that way. Mm-hmm. So should disclosure happen one fine day, then I think the world will still be in, in a shock. Well, you know, as you said, you know, I mean, okay, let, let, let's let's really try
0: put up a disclaimer here. Okay, again, we are we. The only reason why we all, we come back together to talk about this topic simply because it's really entertaining, it's interesting, <laughs> it's fun yeah. to talk about. Yeah, yeah, and also we recognize the fact as we said a couple of times, that. In Singapore and in Asia, it's a very, this is a very least talk about topic. And so we just want to talk about it. That's about the size of it. Whether you believe it or not, it's really up to you. We're not saying that it's true. We're not saying it's real. We're saying that, hey, look, guys, it's fun. Yeah, yeah. and then we can't, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> hide the fact that, you know, people have, there have been witnesses, there have been yeah. videos taken. And, right. and, and if you think, if you think it doesn't happen, In Asia or in your own hometown, let me just show you this clip. And you tell me whether it's familiar. We're not saying something happened. We're just saying that it was really interesting, worthwhile to take a look at. Kai, can we play that one, please? The one that happened, that's the one. There you go. Now, this is a still shot taken by a tourist named Warren Nichols on the top of the Marina Bay Sands. At NDP 2023.
1: National Day Parade 2023. Yep, that's our
0: fly past. Yes. Now, take a look at that in cir- circle in blue. Now, Kai, if you could just speed it up and just let people take a look at that. You see, it started from here and then there it goes. Shoop, yeah. It went past. Now, could we say there was dust? No. Look at that trajectory. It's too linear. Yeah, it's too linear. It's yeah. too fast. Yeah, it's too yeah, fast. It's too yeah. fast. Was, that, was that a glare from the sun going like that? And through the clouds? Yeah, I don't think so, man.
1: Yeah, you must understand the speed
0: of that fighter jet. Yeah, but you know what? I'm gonna again disclaimer, man. I'm not saying that our our own authorities don't know whether there are things up there or or know there are things up there. I'm not saying anything like that. Yeah, can I can I see that again? Yeah, here we go.
1: That that uh,
0: you have the real video? Yeah, maybe the the, the full video. There we go. Uh, he's coming. He's, he's coming up right
2: now. Here we go.
1: I'm gonna fly past National Day parade.
0: Nine-second mark. Was it a nine-second mark? Okay, he's slowing it down. Do you see it?
1: Yeah, it's very fast. It is very fast. Very, very
0: fast. It just zoomed right past. Yeah. So, what we did was, Okay, Kai, if we bring back the stills, please.
2: The still shots for that. Take your time. Don't worry. Don't panic.
0: This is very interesting. Now, take a look at this, huh? If we were to go just one more, the, the next frame. Oh, there you go. Yeah. You see that? Now, what I did was I enlarged that. I see. From, from here, we thought, you know, was that a tic tac? No. It was a, a disc shape. It's this shape. Object. Mm. Right? Uh, and it really just zoomed, zoomed right fast, past, yeah. just like that. And it's crazy, man. It was just, whoom, just like that. Yeah. I now, don't think it was an aircraft.
1: Now, if you're saying that's a bird. Yep. Or an insect in Front of the lens, (laughs) I I doubt so because I see the trajectory of that movement as a very straight line. Yep, okay, it is obviously, yes, as you can see very slowly. uh, Yeah, see the frame, the frame by frame, actually, it's linear, it's linear, yeah, right. It's not like a bug or something like that, right? I mean, we know what a bug is, yeah, there is sunlight coming out, it's taken in the day, yeah, and uh, uh. Uh, as you can see the the jet is the best reference because of the speed of that yes of that aeroplane. Yeah and you see this thing flying over Do either.
0: you think that this was uh this was uh you know uh doctored?
1: I don't think it's doctored. Yeah. Uh, in my personal opinion, because we have seen sightings like that around the world. Okay. where they fly by very quickly, okay. very fast. But I'm amazed that that uh this was actually captured because normally uh, people would shoot such a video, mm-hmm. uh, but it was, this stay silent. Oh, okay, I don't know. What's that? Yeah, but yeah.
0: the thing is is that they were obviously shooting from the top of MBS, yeah, right? Correct. Maybe at a sky park, and then they were taking a shot yeah. of the fly pass, yeah. right? So, obviously, people would videotape the fly pass. Yeah. Right? For
1: those who, who are not in the know, MBS is a marina bay sands in Singapore with a very famous building yeah. uh, where they have this boat-shaped thing with yeah. an infinity <laughs> pool where you can swim. Right, so I can't swim there because I'm too fat. The water will come out. <laughs> Overflows. <laughs> Overflow. So, so that's where the infinity pool and that's where uh, they will charge very expensive uh, tickets. Drinks, drinks. Drinks. If you have a National Day parade in Singapore which happens Oh, it's going to be yeah? freaking expensive. Yeah, very expensive. So yeah. you have a full view of the fireworks and the display and the uh, parade and everything. But
0: worth the money, man, because Singapore is a beautiful country, man. If you go at the top of MBS, you really see a wonderful view. Yeah, very beautiful view. But uh, just again, one. I'm going to show you one more, okay? okay. Sure, sure. This one was taken three years ago. Credit to uh, Fairos Al for posting this on YouTube. Uh, this is Singapore, and this is the footage now. Uh, the person speaking who's filmed this, we will hear her speak as well. Okay. Take a look at that. Look at that. He's
1: so circular, gang.
0: No, it's hidden in the clouds now.
1: It disappeared. It just no, no, dis- it never disappeared. It's like behind the cloud. Uh, <laughs> let, let this cloud move for
0: Shall we see? S- okay. I
1: really want to see. <laughs> I'm so fascinated with aliens.
0: Really?
2: I really hope Do you?
1: <laughs> before I die, I saw All one right. big bugger, you know, in the sky. You see, that's a plane. You see, that is a plane. <laughs> that is not a plane.
0: <laughs> yeah, she's funny, man. Donut I'm in funny. the sky. <laughs>
1: there?
2: there it is, there? peeping
0: out of the clouds again.
2: And it's so bright, babe.
0: No, I don't think that's Venus. I don't think that's uh, any of our planets.
1: I wish I had the Huawei
0: thirteen, what twenty three? how many times? Look, look at that! No, you saw that? Yeah. It's, it's yeah. it's spinning, lah, babe. See, 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 babe. I don't know if it was spinning okay. or whether it was pulsating, right? It's not spinning. Ooh. it's
2: fucking spinning, lah. <laughs> la. it it's la like that. Really? It's, it's your screen. It's not spinning. Hey, the clock covering again.
0: Mix it in it really oh
2: my I think God. it's pretty damn clear <laughs> bye
0: <laughs> well she's funny man yeah. <laughs> again credit to fire almudin thanks for posting this up on YouTube uh, three years back that happened three years ago man yeah but you know uh, again uh, the last time you were not here and Douglas was here uh, you should have seen his videos Okay, one at be, two in the afternoon.
1: They'll be here, right? On CCB TV?
0: Yeah, it'll be here. It'll be okay, so <laughs> I, I,
1: I, don't tell it to me. I would like to watch it. Oh.
0: <laughs> one at two in the afternoon and one at night. Yeah, And these things follow him, man.
1: Yeah, true. Yeah, there are cases where, where we have heard of stories like that where yeah. somehow there is a connection. I know uh, what is this bugger talking about? What connection between the alien and you? Some people do attract things like that and uh, I don't know how to explain it. But wherever they are in any part of the world they will come yeah yeah there are cases in France there are cases in Australia where they actually get very good footages There's also uh, uh, sometimes in uh, there was a famous one I think in uh, Switzerland or Zurich somewhere in there, Norway right uh-huh. up there yeah. a long time ago yeah. so they take perfect pictures of this craft um, it's nothing to be laughed about because when you see those the way they take those videos you know it's not doctored. Right. How do I know? Because I know a bit about video doctoring, so, lah. <laughs> so, so, that's the thing. Now, this video that was shown, just shown, uh, what struck me is my first time seeing it. Mm-hmm. Is the luminosity, the brightness of the object. Right. Okay. Some people say it's the moon. Okay. Yeah. The moon represents my heart. No, not really. Um, I don't think so. It's a moon because uh, the way it is moving. Uh huh. Right. I love the commentary by the uh, videographer. It's very interesting, but what what struck me is basically the the way it, it just moves and uh through the clouds and then out right. now some people say no the light is stationary the cloud is moving right I, I don't think so it it is that way because we have observed uh, the moon and the clouds how it moves this is very yeah natural yeah, yeah to
0: me. let's 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 go back to Rosswell for a bit let me pull yeah. up that map of rosswell
1: yeah
0: uh Kai there you go. The reason why I pulled out this map for Roswell is because if you know this man, uh, Roswell is right there, mm-hmm. right? And you can see, I think, to the left of the map, if I'm not mistaken, you see White Sands Missile Base. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and it is really quite well known um, that where UFOs appear, they love to appear, where the U.S. bases are, hmm. especially where the nuclear facilities, nuclear yes. missile facilities yeah. are located. Yes, correct. yeah. So that map was kind of interesting when you take a look at it and see the White Sands missile base is yes. there. Right? The yeah. t- it's a testing ground, if a I'm testing not mistaken. Ground. Yes, correct. I'm not American, you're not American, so we're just guessing about that. But it's clear it's a missile base. Yes. Um, and uh, beyond that, uh, there is... This guy, you now I just, you know, I guess I, it's been an hour already, so I think we can end off the program right, no right now. Yeah. But I just want to end with this. Um, the director of Skunk Works. Skunk Works, we know, is the prototype development uh, part of the company of Lockheed Martin, an aer- aeronautical company. Yes, an yeah. aeronautics company. Uh, and, and these are the guys that get the contracts from the U.S. government. Um, ben Rich was the director of Skunk Works from 75 to 91. He gave a lecture to the UCLA School of Engineering, Mm -hmm. and the last slide of his 40 slides that he showed to these guys had a black disc heading into space. He ended his speech with these words, We now have the technology to take ET home. After the lecture, he told one of his attendees that the vessel worked at the principle of ESP, extrasensory perception. It's not clear how it was connected to the propulsion of the craft, but he hinted that all points in space-time were connected. Mm. It is a noiseless craft capable of achieving both radar and optical invisibility, a magnetic field disruptor which neutralizes the effects of gravity, and is massive and comparable to two football fields. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's, it's, he said quite a lot actually. Uh, but this is where we have to end the show. And this, and how we're ending the first of the Chris Hansen Conversations uh, UFO Reveal Asia series. We're ending this with. The, uh, with President Eisenhower's farewell speech, and it's just going to be this short little excerpt. Thanks again, uh, Bong, for being here. You're most welcome. Uh, as usual, it's been informative, it's been fun, and we've got a lot more to tell people about. Yeah. Uh, and uh, this is Chris Hansen, leaving you with Dwight E. Eisenhower. Here we go.
3: In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex.